Bailey and Harper, a tomfoolery show has returned. <laughs> a, the greatest tomfoolery show in the history of podcasts. Is that no on qu- Wikipedia? It, no, it's some AI-generated article about my love life that we found last week on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing came up. That was so funny on the radio last week. I, that's why I never Google myself, by the way. You don't ever Google. I, I bet you probably have the same policy. You never Google yourself. I never have, but my kids have Googled me, and uh, that has how little Roman was able to get a mohawk at the age of four. Oh, really? Yeah. He saw that you had one at one point? Yes. And that happened. Wow. And it was like, Dad, yeah. I mean, you have one. And there's, there's a lot more content of you on the internet than there is of me, so uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Uh, Bailey and Harper, episode 78. I'm back. He's back. And uh, Smoke Ludwig is back in the house. He's pushing buttons, but he's also a presence. What's up, buddy? Konnichiwa, gentlemen. That was weird. Um, that was that was weird, wasn't it, Roman? He just went Japanese on it. You know what? Actually, it's I, I get it. Your grandmother just got back from Japan yesterday, right? Well, earlier this morning, yes. Oh, okay, so that actually makes some sense. Yes. I apologize. That was not weird at all. Then I understand why you did that. This is distinctly ja- tell the people why your why your grandmother went to J- uh, Japan. Well, she, uh, my great grandfather, who I'm named after, uh, was stationed out in Japan all the way back in 1949. So uh, my grandma wow. lived in Japan for a year, and she's always wanted to go back. Finally, found the opportunity in retirement to go back, and uh, she, uh, I greatly enjoyed herself. She had a lot of fun. So uh, it's one of those things that's pretty cool where you live in Japan as a, a four-year-old, and now you're going back there in your 70s. So the, the original plan was South Korea, though, right? Or the original thought was South Korea? So the original plan was to go to South Korea for about a week, and then she would go to Japan for about a week. Okay. What years was this? 1949-1950. Okay. There you go. So, so we talked about this months ago because at first – Evan or Smoke thought he was going to go on the trip. Like that, you you thought you might be tagging along. It would have been a cool trip. So we had a whole conversation about him going to South Korea on the show because, like, you he hasn't traveled outside the country yet. In fact, you, you're still you know you need to get north of the Mason Dixon line at some point, right? I still have not gotten Mason north of the Mason Dixon line. So the first trip, <laughs> the first big trip of Smoke's life was set to be South Korea. Wow, of all trip. places, which was an amazing conversation that we had. And like, I had all these offshoots about. But I had, I had this dream of Smoke going to South Korea falling in love with the place, never leaving it. Ah, and, and, love and, it. Like, and he would have been like the gentle giant of the people of South Korea because they're not a large people over there. Right? No, South Koreans not. are not but, a large people. But I love that he even spoke Jap- uh, Japanese because I've been watching this show on Amazon Prime. I've been pretty addicted to it. It's what is called it? uh, The Man in the High Castle. I haven't started it yet. Is it good? It's pretty freaking I've good. Been, I've been leaning it's toward like, doing it's it. It's just this whole take on if – America didn't win World War II. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that show. I have watched that. <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right, it's, and it's like, you know, Japan has all of the West Coast yes. of America. And Germany but, has. Yeah, Germany, yeah. Nazi Germany has all the East Coast. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty enthralling with like the middle is like this neutral zone. I watched I, it. I, I'm, I've been pretty. And so, Konnichiwa. Have you seen this smoke? No. I, I watched it too. It's actually I, I was fascinated by. It. I, I was I was just taking back like, dude, like, what if? Because like, it's weird, and you yes. like, you're not sure if it's any in any way accurate or in any way just anything like that. You're like, this is actually pretty cool. I want to well, find out what more about yeah. this is about. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guessing game, but I also find it funny that that's come out on Netflix, and next month it's it's a, like, you know what? Let's apologize because we're about to come out with Oppenheimer here uh, in July about the bombings, you know. So it feels like, oh, let's Wait. get this. There are four seasons now. Yes, really? Because yes, I, I, I I stopped on this show a while back. I, yeah, I have, yeah. I'm I'm just now kicking off season two. Sorry. Okay, that's like I'm roughly in that place too. I I had no idea there's four seasons of this show. <laughs> now I have to go back to it. I did not know. Am I the only one, by the way, that like I was talking to my wife about this the other night? Like there are a lot of shows that I like, but increasingly, I don't know if it's because I got kids and I got less time, but like I like a show for a season, season and a half. 
two seasons maybe. But you get to like third season, fourth season, a lot of shows start to lose me. Many more than like, you know, 10 years ago, I, I'd, I'd stick with shows. Yep. Now I'm dropping out of shows in like season two and three if, if, if they're not just fantastic. You know what, Kyle? I got to be honest with you. You're going to stop this. Right? I am? You're going to stop this. Stop what? That you, you're getting just way too comfortable with blaming every issue on your kids. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe I got kids now. No, no, I'm saying like. It's like, like oh, it, maybe I can't do this. Is I got kids now. Thing? Is this what I'm saying? Do I not have the time? Is that what it is? I think it's going to be one of those things that once your kids become teenagers, you're going to get right back into the flow of things of watching TV okay. series. Because I'm yeah, not as. Cause, cause, true too. So hear me out, though. What I was pointing out is, though, you've got to be on high alert all the time so they're not sticking fingers in electrical sockets. Like my wife looked over the other day and my 10 month old son pulled the cap off of one of those door stoppers and one that go like that. Yeah. And he just put it in his mouth and she's like no don't do that and so so like you can't turn you can't take your eyes off him right now who's your number 78 okay oh what okay we're going to that right now yeah screw your kids let's get to the numbers. i know right screw my kids let's get to the numbers episode 78 but did he die <laughs> he, he was alive when i left the house there, this morning, there we go so right. he's good that, that's uh, important the greatest pass rusher of all time proud virginia tech alumnus bruce smith greatest number 78 I there love you go that pick there you go. Smoke, you got one? Yeah, I'm going with, I think, still to this day, the only active uh, or the only Bengals Hall of Famer, Anthony Munoz. Oh, oh that's a good one. Beautiful call. I I'm, like that. I mean, it kind of sucks because I let you go first, but that was my oh. number 78. I'll give a, an honorable mention of Jackie Slater, who's great. But, man, Anthony Munoz, I mean, yes, he may be the only Bengals in the Hall of Fame. I didn't Which even is still know that. crazy. It's crazy to me to even hear that. Holy crap, he is. But right. I will say – I didn't even know that, um, that he still is considered to be possibly the best left tackle of all time in the NFL. Uh, he played 13 years, uh, 11 Pro Bowls, nine first team, all, all pros. I mean, the guy was just a, a wall and he could move. I think that was the other big thing was how much he could move, pulling uh, and just never giving up a pass rush, always being available. So Anthony Munoz is me as well. Smoke. Mm. All right. So that's fine. But I mean, that. I'm sorry to cut you off, your no, kids. It's I just okay. wanted to make sure we got that out there. So, do you want to hear a story about me shooting at groundhogs this morning, or no? Is that is that too? Uh... You shot at groundhogs because you're. I, I just I heard you on the radio the other day, Kyle, because I'm an avid listener. Thank you, you sir. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Chip Patterson, my fave. <laughs> and <laughs> click that. I'm texting at the chip. Go ahead. <laughs> and then also, um, you're getting a cat as well. Yeah, because you're living in the woods, yeah. a little bit more by the lake. Yeah, you got you got like real live animals and stuff going on, which I love. But you know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't do the mice thing, right? You live near water, you live in the woods. It's just inevitable, right? You're in their territory. That's just what anybody who chooses to move out in the country in the woods, especially where I am near water, you're moving into their territory. So you know, doesn't matter how like we got our crawl space encapsulated last week, and smart, you know, so all that good stuff. Um, so you may, you can make all the precautions, but there's animals everywhere. There's a you know family of a dozen deer that just walk in my yard and look at me like, why the fuck are you here? Like they they think that's kind of cool. Though. It is great. It's awesome. That's part of the reason I moved out there. Um, I got wild turkeys strutting up and down the driveway in that the mornings. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. That, that part's awesome. Um, but no, I don't I don't like mice. My wife hates them even more, and uh, we've already evicted them all. But just so they don't come back, I'm getting a cat. Um, I also have uh, some groundhogs that have been tunneling in my backyard for a while, and uh, I'm hunting them now. So so groundhogs. Like, I know it's Groundhog Day. I've seen them, like, in the thing. But, like, like when they're actually, like, living in the wild, like, what's going on with those? Like, how do you, you know what they look like, right? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. I mean, they're, they're fat little boogers. They're, like, they scurry. <laughs> but they, they dig tunnels, like, intricate tunnel systems under stuff. They're, like, my, my daughter saw it for the first time the other day, and she's like, Daddy, oh, he's so cute. And I'm like, yeah. 
No, daddy doesn't think they're cute at all, actually. you know, Because they mess up everything, They right? mess up everything, bro. Like, if you've got utility sheds, buildings, like, the floors of those things will cave in because uh, groundhogs will dig tunnels underneath them. Uh, they'll chew the wiring harnesses out under, from underneath the bottom of your vehicles if you let them. Squirrels are worse about that, but, you know, they'll, the groundhogs are destructive as shit, especially if you let them tunnel up near your house. They, mm. they'll, Evan knows, they'll mess stuff up. Well, they're essentially land beavers, I think, is the yeah. best way to compare no. them. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you like, just say that, Kyle. Oh, well, no, okay, fine. They're <laughs> land beavers. But, like, <laughs> I, I don't have time, to, as we just discussed, to be trapped. I used to trap them. Let me, I'll show you a picture. I, I used to trap animals when I was in Blacksburg to get them off my property. And uh, I don't have time to be trapping friggin' beaver or land beavers. I don't have time. So I just, now I'm shooting them. Um, so I, I missed this. Y'all laugh, but, like, what else am I supposed to do? Uh, I, I missed this morning. And my wife, when I walked in, I can't. You shot I, and missed? Oh, yeah. I keep a 22, you know, nearby. So that so, I can. Hold on, Kyle. What? So you're just firing off the. Firing off rounds outside the house I'm now? I'm shooting from, like, the top of the house down to the backyard. I'm not shoot, there, there's, no, there's no chance the bullet's traveling anywhere, right? <laughs> no, and I know where he's talking. I've been to his yeah. house. It's, you know, he's got a pretty good deck there's, area. I, and there's no chance I'm going to hit anybody. I'm shooting down at the ground. So I wait for these things to pop up. Um, here's one that I, I uh, successfully murdered years ago. I, I keep pictures of, you know, all my conquests, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, it. I but, like it. Oh, yeah. But, like, they're, they're, here's, a, here's a copperhead that I shot with a 12-gauge. <sighs> Yeah, it looks like you peeled its cap. I, that's, that's about a third of it. I got that one pretty good. Uh, here's one that I trapped. See, this one talk, I don't have time to be doing this, cause you, you, and I'm not even sure what the laws are about that, but like I trapped them. What did you do with it? You just take them down the road and turn them loose in the woods and you know, hope then they don't they find their way back. back. Well, not really. They're not very good at navigating. So oh, they just, got it. They tend to just you know, find a new place to start digging a hole and, and living. So you can, like, you can trap them and transport them and get rid of them. I don't have time for that. So I'm shooting them to get them out of there. Um, you know, I didn't say Evan's laughing. Like I didn't say this on the air like two weeks ago because there's some people that don't have the stomach for it and I don't enjoy killing things, but like, what am I supposed to do? Let them destroy my property. I'm not going to do that. You got to get rid of them. So this morning I, the guy, the groundhog pops out of the hole and I, I tell my wife, I'm like, I'm buried back to the backyard. I got to go. So I run upstairs, right? Grab the 22 out of the, uh, out of the closet, uh, put a couple rounds in it, sneak outside onto the deck. Right, this thing's standing up. Hold on, hold on. So you got to sneak because it can hear. It has good hearing. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they're they're like any other animal, right? So or most other animals. So I sneak around the side outside and I lean over, and I've got this thing sighted in. Now, mind you, the bad part is this twenty-two that I've got that I've been using. I haven't had to shoot it in like six and a half years because I've been living in the city. So this thing's not sighted in. So I'm just kind of praying that I'm, I'm, I'm you know, where I'm aiming is where it's going to hit. It's really off a couple inches either way. So I shoot. And it goes right, by, like I see where the, the thing hits in the ground. I miss it by like two inches. And I walk inside, and my wife's like, did you get it? Did you get it? And I'm like, I have to hang my head. I'm like, nah, I missed. She's like, what? What happened? And I'm like, I missed. She goes, hmm, when are you going to get one? I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Listen, I, I'm trying to keep vermin off the property here. I don't need your attitude, woman. That's, that's, that's the exchange I had this morning with my wife. So. I'm glad you got that off your chest. That was better than what I had with my wife this morning. Evan, you can just sit this whole thing down. <laughs> All right, so, you know, and, and it's we, crazy. Are we back to roommate status? Is that we're, no, 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 we're good. Okay. We're not on, you didn't, she was not my roommate this today. Okay. She's good. But a couple more, you know, outbursts, it's, we're go, definitely going back to roommate status, all right? And okay. So, so, Kyle, so, you know, I wake up 6-something this morning, 6.45, 6-something, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to clean the kitchen because, you know, my wife cooked. The food was great last night. Nobody cleaned the kitchen. I'm going to clean the kitchen so she doesn't have to worry about it. It's nothing. She's not even going to be on the radar. They're going to wake up. Kids got 
uh, basketball camp. They got to be there by 8. So I wake them up by 7.15, let them hurry up, wash their face, brush their teeth, go to basketball camp, come back. They're going to be good. So then she comes downstairs 7 o'clock, raised voice. Why didn't you wake up the kids? Blah, blah, blah. I had to get them. I thought you were just letting me sleep in. I'm, she's like, you were already up. I'm like, well, I didn't think that you wanted to sleep in because your alarm went off at 6 a.m. this oh, morning. Oh, All right? Oh. You hit the snooze button about three times. Oh, here we go. And, you know, I'm sorry that I can't sleep through eight snooze buttons. And all of a sudden, I didn't know I was now on daddy duty, which, you know what? I have woken up the kids every freaking morning this week. Yeah. All right? Without even thinking about you sleeping in. Dude. And I didn't even think you wanted to sleep in when your alarm goes off at 6 a.m., all right? And now you're raising your voice, and it ain't even 710 yet. Like, why do I have an elevated voice? Why like, are you getting yelled at first thing in the dude, morning? It's way too early for that. I did that this morning. I got up, and I don't profess to do I don't claim to do it a lot, but I was like, I'm going to let my wife rest a little bit. Yeah. Went and got the boy right when the girl got up, got her, tried to sneak her downstairs, let my wife sleep. Didn't work out as well as I'd hoped. But to your point a second ago, wife, doesn't matter, wife, anybody. If you constantly hit the snooze button, you're putting me in a bad mood. You know like what I'm either saying? get up or don't set that many alarms. Don't, don't set the alarm. It's my wife and I've had so many fights. Early in our relationship, we had so many fights about that. She used to hit the snooze button seventeen times, and finally, I was like, enough, enough. Either get up or put one alarm on for when you think you want to sleep in, and then yeah. get up. Then I Just can't get up then. do the, the 10, 15 snooze buttons, man. I just can't get up or don't set that many alarms. That's and all. And they're not even that fast with hitting the snooze. It's just like. Oh, no. See, where's my phone? Where's my, I can't find my phone. It's under my, it's under my pillow. Oh, I dropped it on the floor. It drives me. And so. Why'd you get married, Evan? This is the fun stuff. This, well, well, it's, this it's is the funny fun because like, It's funny because I'm one of those snoozers. <laughs> Oh. But I, I don't have to oh. deal with oh, it right okay. now. Oh. I don't have to deal with it right yeah, now. Yeah, somebody's got to deal with your ass yeah. at some point. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Somebody got to deal with you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going to marry some punctual, prompt woman who needs to get up first thing in the morning. You're going to drive her ass crazy and cause about 100 well, fights before you finally stop. I feel stop. like ever since I've graduated high school, so to put things in perspective, my dad used to wake up at 4 a.m. because he worked in Charlotte, uh, a postal carrier. <laughs> And my mom's a teacher, so she would always have to get up at 6 a.m. I'd always have to go to school an hour earlier. So now that I'm, you know, out of school, I think I've essentially just gotten to the point where I just snooze through buttons because I'm never, I've never been a morning person. And I'm just taking full advantage of it for the time being. Now, when I get into a relationship, maybe things will change. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll actually no. wake up on the first one. No, no. You, it, okay. you might want to change that before you get into the relationship. Uh, okay. I, I, I would think that's probably a better way to go, yeah? I just think you you are who you are. Well, I mean, I don't disagree with that. To an extent, you are who you are. There's some things we can change on the periphery. Maybe hitting the snooze button. Yeah. To my wife's credit, she doesn't snooze button as much anymore. Yeah. I think I, I think she I, just sets the alarm later. Why? Because that makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah, she just shifted to the attitude when I missed shots at Groundhogs. That's what she did. Yeah. I, I missed. The thing scurries back in the hole. I'm pissed already. And the woman says, hmm, did you get it? She already thinks I'm out here doing, like, embarrassing hillbilly shit as it is shooting Groundhogs. And I'm just like, well, you mean call somebody? 500 bucks to come get rid of it? Or can, can I just shoot him and get She's rid of it? She's kind of not wrong about that. Oh, seriously? I don't need you. <laughs> 500 bucks to kill a... Nah. Oh, have you... Are you serious? Well, no, no, it's five, well, no. I'm putting it out there like five hundred bucks, or you just do it yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the, the, these these trap, and I don't bl blame them. They're running a business, but like, hey, we'll come set a trap for a week. It's five hundred bucks for the week. But like, you week? want me just you no. pay you five hundred bucks to just leave something sitting in my yard for five weeks? Yeah, that would be or trash. five days. No, I'm good. Bro. I'll do it myself. Anyway, moving on. To, we're like fifteen minutes in. It's been about groundhogs and 
snooze buttons. Groundhogs in June, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, you were talking to your – I walked up when I got to Roman's place this morning. You're talking to your neighbor, Buck. Shout out, Buck. Hell Shout of a out, nice Buck guy. Claus and my guy. Hell of a nice guy. Uh, talking about the Live Golf Tour, PGA Tour I mean, if Tour your stuff. name's Buck, you ever meet an asshole named Buck? He's got to be a hell of a nice guy. I mean, guy. I, yeah, I, I don't – see, but here's the thing. I would expect to maybe meet an asshole named Buck, but it's I, the kind of asshole I'd want to hang out with, if I'm ah, being honest. Got it. So well, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, got it. Uh, but y- y- y'all you were know. talking about the Live PGA Golf stuff, which continues to evolve this week. I haven't even talked to you about this. What's your take on all that? I, I just think it's – it came from, like, I had heard rumors that – Maybe they were all working in some type, shape, form, or fashion that, you know, the moment Greg Norman kind of gets out of the way, things would start to look in a better direction as far as the live and the PGA is concerned. And then, boom, a deal is, like, struck out of nowhere. Nobody was ready for it, including the players. And honestly, it, it just, like, it really took me back because, number one, it just continues to show as long as it's about – Business or athletes and sports, 90%, 95% are taking the fucking money. That's, yeah. <laughs> All right. And number two is that it, it gave me this sense of the players that quote unquote stayed loyal to the PGA got screwed over on this big time because at the end of the day, you know, they stayed loyal. They shit on all the live guys, not the players themselves, but everybody had their own beefs and they aired them all out. We all heard it on the full swing by Netflix. We saw all the raw emotions of everybody that was really, how they really felt about the whole deal. And it was really cool to see. And now you look up, especially when, uh, what's the, the, the commissioner's name, Manahan? Oh, Monahan. Yeah. Monahan. Absolute dirtbag. All the things that he said about the live players, what they represented, the Saudi blood money, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden now it's, it's, it's different. And I don't know what changed. In his press conference, he said things had changed. He knows more information now. I would love to know what that information is or what changed for him to be able to all of a sudden make, put this deal together. And now that um, all this has kind of happened, uh, I feel bad. And what about the players that stayed, quote, unquote, loyal? Like, because you don't get to make money back. No. Like, well, like, I, Rory, I don't know. Rory was asked about that two days ago or yesterday. He turned maybe. down $400 million. Well, right. And he was like, I think the question from the reporter was, should the players who turned down the offer be made whole? And the first thing Rory did was like, just to be clear, I wasn't offered any money. Bullshit. That's a technicality. We all know it. And I'm not on a problem with it. Like, you were all offered money, of course. He turned it down. Um, but, you know, right now what you've got is players like him and John Rahm and Tiger Woods that stuck by the PGA Tour, they didn't take the money, and Tiger didn't need it, and Rory probably didn't need it necessarily, but um, they turned it down, and they're rightfully pissed. But basically what just also happened is global golf just got turned over to the Saudi government. That's what happened just now. Um, The Saudi government now runs golf globally. Jay Monahan sold out everybody. Jay Monahan a year ago was lecturing people about, did you ever have to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Uh, and pulling at the heartstrings of 9-11 families and sympathizers. And then he spit in those people's faces a couple of days ago. Yeah. On D-Day. 
on the on the 78th anniversary of the invasion of Normandy, on the 78th anniversary of D-Day. 79th. 79th? Yeah. Are you sure? Evan, that's why we got Oh, yeah, 79th. That's, no, why, I, we, well, that's why we got you here, Evan. Well, actually, I messed that up on the air a couple days ago. I said 78th. No, so. I blame you then. Yeah. Yeah, I blame you. But, like, it, it just – and then this morning – or yesterday, Rory's like, this is sucks, I'm pissed, but at least I don't have to deal with live golf anymore. At least, uh, you know, I, I can take some solace and live going away. And then today's Greg Norman's like, nope, we're not going fucking anywhere. Live <laughs> is its own entity, and uh, that's coming from the top. The Saudi Public Investment Fund. And what's the, what's the PGA Tour going to do about it now? So I told somebody the other day, he's like, it looks like the Live won to me. And I'm like, I don't think so. They're going away. Well, when that was true, I felt that way. But if now, looking at this, if Greg Norman say, no, Live's not going anywhere, it's here to stay, then what we just watched was a hostile takeover of global golf by, by the Saudi government. And, and Live's not going anywhere. And this would be my only other take is just like, when I listen to uh, – the commissioner, Monaghan, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. When I listen to him talk about, well, you know, the future of golf and that when I talk to young people that are getting into golf, you know, seeing the, the live golf tournaments where guys are playing in shorts, they got the loud music going on, and they're playing like 54 holes. I'm like, nobody talked about who was winning live golf tournaments. Nobody. Like, nobody what are you knew. talking about? Nobody like, knew. This was not the future. Like, yes, you have more young people playing it, more golf now than ever before. I think a lot of that had to do with the good players that play on the tour and also COVID. When every golf was like the only thing people could do for a while. Right. Like, you could be outside and like play golf. Everybody did it. And so those numbers continue to grow from that. Use what you got and use it as an advantage to all of a sudden now. Use that as an excuse to all of a sudden get your pockets fatter. I would love to know how much Monaghan is getting out of this deal. Oh, dude. I would love to know. It was a price that they, they I believe, and I think it's and obvious. I, you know what, Kyle? I would also say this. I ain't mad. Well, I am. I ain't mad. I, I am. Here's Be why. Well, I'm not mad because it, if, you, if you're honest about it. What, but does, like, everybody, when, when does everybody it, have a price? Is that what you're saying? Uh, if, you, if you're saying everybody's got a price, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not going to generalize and just say everybody has a. Well, price. no, but I wouldn't have. A, I wouldn't even take issue with that statement because I mean, I, I got a wife and kids. I got a mortgage yeah. to pay. Like somebody slaps a hundred million dollars on the table, that that's tough to turn down. No I, doubt. I, I don't Monahan know. Monahan should just take the money. Freaking go live in like uh, off the coast of uh, one of these countries and just like. But that's what I'm saying. Like they bought that man's integrity. Yes. They, they bought his reputation. Yes. That that that's where I think you start to cross the line. At least for a lot of men who where it's like okay, how much are you are you saying how much is it going to cost for me to be a pariah for the rest of my life? Like how much is it going to cost for my legacy to be ruined? For the rest, of, like, is $150 million. Like, he's sitting there, let's say, with the, the Saudi investors, with Yasir al-Ramayan, and it's like, hey, you're going to be a pariah. People are going to hate you for all of time who are associated with golf if you do this. Because you basically told Tiger Woods, we need you to be our mouthpiece and our human meat shield you know, to stop all this. We need you to turn down three-quarters of a billion dollars, but we're all in this together. And then you sell these dudes down the fucking river and take that money – how much money did it take for Jay Monahan to say, yeah, you know, my integrity and, and my, my legacy is not worth it? $200 million? $300 million? Like, how much did they pay this guy? I, I, have, I, I think $200, $300 million. Like, I, I do. I, that's my Has honesty. to be, right? I, I would assume so. If Greg Norman got 250 to just recruit players. Um, they this got guy, stupid money, bro. This, guy, this guy's giving you the whole deal, the whole shebang bang I mean – the 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 investment fund that we're talking about the what PIF yep. right yep it is large enough to buy to own every team in the NFL 
All right. That's how much billions of dollars that they have ready to invest into global sports. And so it's just really interesting to see. And like I said, 90 to 95 percent of them are taking the money. They're taking the money. I'm not mad at them, especially when they're honest about it. When Dustin Johnson says, look, they're going to pay me so much more money and I get to work less. Like who ain't taking that deal? Or when Harold Varner was like, look, only reason I went to college is because of this game. So this is like generational money for me. So you're saying I can get this right now and not have to do it's like Psh, this is what I'm doing it for anyways. So I'm taking the money. I'm cool with that. But when you act like it's so many other things and this is such a bad thing and these people are awful for making these decisions. And then just 12 months later, you do the same thing. It's just you just lose everybody with that. There's no integrity in that. Well, it's ever. victim guilting. I mean, that's yes. essentially what he did. It's like. Would you ever have to apologize for being a PGA Tour golfer? Well, quite frankly, yes, after what you did a year later. but And that, that's the frustrating thing is you guilt-tripped all these people, and then you became Judas, in lack of a better term. You took the money, ran, ratted everyone out, essentially, and then said, and you're about to say sayonara, I'm about to go on a beach yes, and just drown my sorrows away. in some vodka. And they, and they gave nobody a heads up. Like, that's the worst part. Like, they asked Rory and Tiger and John Rahm and all these guys to, to take bullets for him for a year, essentially. And then those guys, are, well, a lot of these golfers and agents, had to find out on CNBC when this motherfucker was doing the interview, you know, with, uh, with the, the Saudi PIF governor. You know, a lot of these guys didn't find out until he went on TV and announced the merger, man. So, I got a question, because I, I know the PGA has like a – like a player's uh, commission or – And Rory's on – I think he's on top of that. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, on, he's one of the five. It's like Charlie Hoffman and a couple other guys. Um, um, uh, Wes, Webb Simpson, I think, is mm-hmm. on it as well. Um, like, would they have to run that by them? No. You see what I'm saying? Like, the fact that you, you have a player's, like, head group and you don't even have to run this by them, that to me seems shady as fuck. Like, like, how do you do something that's a league where the players are the most important part of it and then talk to them about, man, how you need to stay. We got to stay unified. Get us all to do these things. And then you, you shake a deal down. Well, hey, well, there's probably a massive difference. Does the PGA Tour have a union? Or players' association. I don't think so. That's probably how. Did you see this? I, I just saw this quote. This this drama stuff is just getting started, man. There it's was going to re- get nasty, Kyle. Well, it is because there was a report. Barstool is actually it's just where I see it right now. But uh, apparently, a live executive told Barstool Sports, "quote I would say every big name on the PGA Tour will get an offer, except Rory. Nobody wants that little bitch on their team." End quote. That's what a live executive apparently told Barstool Sports Dave Maller. What kind of offer? Uh, what do you mean on a team? So now they're doing teams? Team golf, yeah. No, team golf, they're prioritizing team golf in this, in this new entity. Like, this is the thing. Like, for guys like us that grew up on a different type of golf, you know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not crying about it. I'm not a diehard golf guy. I like to play a little bit. I watch majors. Like, I'm, I'm, a no, I'm like an average novice golf fan. But this, I'm fascinated by. Um, and, and they are turning the golf world on its head right now. The Saudis own global golf now, which I think is part of the reason why, like, American sports fans aren't, there are a lot of American sports fans that don't like this. Don't get me wrong, and I get it. But I don't know. This is different than if they did this with the NBA or the NFL or even Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. which I think is coming. It's, you're watching Saudi money start to trickle into the NBA. You are. Uh, the NFL is talking about going global, right? 
the Saudis are all the, the Saudis already own a chunk of Twitter. Like the, I mean, the Saudis own a lot of things that people here don't know about. And so there are a lot of folks that are saying, well, you know, you're being hypocritical when you don't like this, but you still use Twitter or you still use this. It's like, yeah, but they're like steady starting to buy up American sports and American sports franchises. Are we cool with that? Like, are you okay with the, the Saudi investment fund at one point, let's say in the next three to five years, owning an NFL franchise? Are they, we cool with they that? They got the money to do it. Of course it. they do. Of course they do. Like, are we as Americans okay with that? I guess it's a question that I asked a couple of days ago. And a lot of people said absolutely not. Some people said, I mean, it's, you know, it's who's got the most money. Like, nobody was cheering it on, though. Nobody was saying, yeah, it's a great thing for sports, right? You were sitting there smelling. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, it is what it is. There was a lot of that going on. Nobody's mm-hmm. cheerleading this. So I was, um, I was in, back in Alabama yesterday, and I was riding in the car with Greg McElroy, my boy G-Mac. And um, we were talking about this because, of course, like we were saying, it's dominating the headlines. Uh, whether you listen to football shows or any show that's on around sports, yeah, this is it. Um, and I can understand the team aspect, and he had a great thought. And I was like, man, I mean, I could maybe get into that. If you're going to break it up into teams, like how would it go? All right, Having like all the Georgia guys, right? So then at least have something you can get behind. All the Texas guys, West Coast guys, Florida guys, and the international. But they already got kind of that in the Ryder Cup. But – um, Northern Ireland. Like, I don't know how this even looks. I'm uh, interested to see. I just think it sucks because a lot of people said they didn't want to take the Saudi money, and now Monaghan has forced them all to take a little bit of the Saudi money. Well, and you know, some, there was, I think I heard Alan Shipnick say this yesterday. He was like, listen, it's, kinda, it's a gray area already. He's like, the European tour would have gone bankrupt years ago if it weren't for the events that they hold in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and Qatar. So, I mean, there's a lot of this money that's already in golf. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to pretend that that's not the case. But we just watched them relinquish full control of global golf to the Saudi government. Like, that is what occurred a couple of days ago. So, like, at what point, like, are Americans so fat and, like, just ignorant and, and placated at this point that we don't care about any of this stuff? Like, does it not? And this is something that, not to do the whole jingoistic, you know, USA, USA thing, but, like, they played a tournament just miles from the site of the 9-11 attacks, right? I mean, those, those attacks were engineered by Saudis. Um, Osama bin Laden is, was born in Saudi Arabia. Like, there's a lot of bad blood there. Now, do we do a lot of business with them? Absolutely. Right, they're a huge producer of crude oil and all that stuff that people know about. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of conflicts here, and I think people are struggling with how much they should care and what parts of this should bother them. It, it to me, it's just been, it, it's really tough. Um, and even I was talking to my man Buck this morning. He was saying, well, maybe they will start to uh, because in the PGA rules, it's you can't pay uh, uh, like appearance fees. That's not allowed. Um, but like you're saying, yeah. over in Saudi Arabia, like that was why some of the guys did that a few years ago. It's because they were getting paid um, just to show up. And so could they maybe start to get do that for the guys that didn't take the money for paying them just to appear in some of these tournaments? Because now it, it really is all about the money. Like some of these dudes are going to make so much money on some of these other tour events now because oh, yeah. the Saudi-backed money is going to come in and it's going to just – 
it's going to change the game. Well, it's part of the reason, too, those federal lawsuits that, you know, that got dropped as a result of the deal. It's all of that. You know, the PGA Tour did not want to they, – they weren't looking forward to the discovery phase, to say the least. And part of the – one of the things that was pointed out to me was, and it was obvious, it was like when Live first popped up and the PGA Tour had its quote-unquote response, they suddenly found an extra $20 million for purses in some of these <laughs> PGA Tour events, right? And so, of course, there are a lot of folks going to be asking during the lawsuit, hey, can you show us where you found an extra $20 million for these events? Um, you don't want to talk about those things. You don't want to open up your books if you don't have to. And the PGA Tour would have gone bankrupt trying to compete with the Saudis. And that's what I said yesterday. The Live Golf Tour as a product was failing um, and is failing <laughs> as a product, right? Because the, t- the t- TV numbers are so bad, they stopped reporting them. Um, are they that bad? Oh, yeah. That, I think that came out about a month ago. The yeah, TV they, number- they were getting booted off the air for just random Penn and Teller episodes and random uh, pro- uh, oh, yeah. just programming. Like one of the CW? Yeah. They, were, they weren't like, like – There were affiliates across the country about a month ago on one of the live big tournaments. On the final hole, I think. or the, It was the, a playoff. Or it was a playoff is what it was. They, all the affiliates switched to syndicated programming, like Malcolm in the Middle, you know, and all these other random old shows that are still in syndication. Across the – like, I mean, that's how, you know, janky this entire production's been. So, like, live as a golf product, it was failing. But the Saudis have enough money – just to keep at it for years out of spite or yeah. to bleed the PGA Tour dry if they wanted to. And yeah. that's exactly what they were going to do. Yeah. So that's why what I said, we just watched a hostile takeover of the PGA Tour. Not only that, but then where were these tournaments being held at as well? Well, on America's turf. No, some of them, yeah, absolutely. Tulsa, New Jersey. Uh, I think there was one or two in Florida. Maybe uh, I think there was one in the West Coast as well. But I also think they frequented it uh, – the UK quite a bit as well too. Okay. Well, and there's something else like I think as part of the deal, the the PGA Tour uh, reserves um, what is it? Uh, reserves voting control and will appoint the majority of the board of this new entity, which sounds like they're still in control. But the sole for, sole source of money in all this is the PIF, is the Saudis. So you can say the PGA Tour has full voting control, and that may yet be true. But when the Saudis own the sole source of funding now for this entire entity, that's who actually controls what's, go, what's going on. If they don't like what you're up to, they'll just turn off the faucet of money. Follow the money, you usually find the answers. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I mean, it's one of the biggest stories. You, you said it best a couple of minutes ago. I, I had a couple of people when the show started a few days ago, they're like, why are you talking about this? It's golf. Let's talk football. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get this. Like, <laughs> Dude, this, this changes everything. This is a massive, massive, massive story. And if you're not paying attention yet, you need to because the Saudis have bought their way into the EPL, into F1, now the PGA Tour. Uh, they're offering five, $600 million a year to soccer players. Yeah, just to get them. They are trying to buy influence via well, sports. They wanted to buy. And they are doing it. They wanted to buy Messi. Messi turned it down. What a story they, A that billion is, dollars. Man. By the way, does that mean that the uh, Saudis are now out of spite, probably going to try to go after and buy the MLS within the next couple of years? I mean, if I Possibly were Possibly so, because, I mean, I mean, look, let's just be honest, man. Majority businesses in our, in the United States of America, as much pride we want to talk about as a country, which we we don't we, have much anymore, dude. We're all for like m- most businesses are up for sale. Like oh, you yeah. grow a business to get it sold. Like, no doubt, that is the goal. So you're saying if they got the dollars, it makes a lot of sense to me. That's yep. what most people in business will try to tell you. That's why I'm saying ninety to ninety five percent when it comes to business sports. Dude, they're taking the money. Yep. That's why in free agency hits, there ain't no loyalty, boss. There ain't no I'm not a hometown discount type of dude. It's I'm getting my money. 
because you got to get the check, bro. Like, that's what you've all been told our whole lives. You do these things that you love. Yes, we love it. All right. Would you do it for free? Mm, probably not. Nope. You know what I mean? Not when I know I can make some money. No, no. I'm not. Especially so, now when you have other mouths to feed. No. Yeah. So all these things matter, and all these things weigh on us differently. And at the end of the day, I'm not mad for those that take the money from the Saudi-backed government or whatever that is. I'm not mad at that because that's your decision. And that's what the basis of what all of us want to do is be able to independently live and really – Constantly not worry about money and the way I'm going to provide for my family and making these these with the type of money that they have, they make decisions a lot easier. Oh sure, there's no question. Like if you can buy complete autonomy, it's called fuck you money, is mm-hmm. what it is. It's fuck you money, yeah. and it's not that you have the most. It gives you the freedom to say fuck you to anybody that you don't want to mess with, and you're fine. Yeah, you're not beholden to them. You're not going to go hungry. You're not going to default on your house. You know, yeah, it's like I hate my neighbor so much. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna buy his house. Exactly. And I'm gonna blow that bitch down. That's fuck you money. That is fuck you money. That is the definition of fuck you money. Yep. And that is what. They're making this decision a lot easier when they're giving a lot of guys fuck you money checks on the regular, too. And these are not even great golfers. Not all of them are great. And they're giving tons of money. I mean, they're great because they're all professional. No disrespect. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what what we're dealing with right now. And uh, Monaghan completely just said, and I, I offered this up to Evan earlier, and I wanted to slam dunk this right now, Smoke. Is Monaghan now the most hated commissioner? In all the sports, maybe of all time. Well, I think history, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> up there now. History. I, I mean, uh, you, you're talking about other stuff, how there's not much American stuff anymore. What, what's And I think this is why it's such a big story. Think about it like this. The one thing we have as Americans, I think that we can say is we back our sports. That's Americana essentially now because all the businesses are now overseas you know, expedited to different countries, China, you know, the whole nine yards. It's also recession-proof, too. Yeah. Sports is, like, the only thing that's recession-proof and now in America. And now it's being bought. That and fewer homes. Well, yeah. Now, <laughs> and now one of the sports is being bought out completely by the Saudis. And now, and as Kyle said, they've already looked into the NBA. I think, you know, people are wondering, there's a rumor about them possibly buying the Knicks if James Dolan were to sell, which would be hilarious for Knicks fans. Like, yeah, we got rid of Dolan. Oh, shit, it's the Saudis. Oh, man. But, I mean, if if the PGA gets taken, well, what happens next? The NBA is going to get taken, the NFL? That's like the one last thing we have as Americans it, is like – It opens the door for it, though. Yeah. It opens the door for it. It, it was it was like, all right, nobody's letting them in. All of a sudden, somebody opens the – cracks the door, and now they're in. So, yeah, you know – what is the next domino to fall? I don't think this is the last domino. Well, and I, this is not the last domino. No. It's like I told you earlier. Like you look, I opened up the news this morning, and it's like Greg Norman says, Mm-mm, "Fuck you, we're not going anywhere. Live tour stays forever." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" PG, Rory McIlroy was under a very different impression yesterday when he was talking yes, on the podium, and I think most people were. And so, what will be the next domino? Will PGA players that refuse to take the money will they now not play in the PGA? I don't know. Like, if you're Rory, what do you do now? Is he going to be blackballed like that, that, that live executive apparently says? Or, you know, d- does he want to continue? Like, does he want to play on the live tour? Can he figure out a way to rationalize it? Because that's what most people do at some point, right? You, when it comes to money and opportunity, even if it's something that, you know, you were previously against or didn't think you want to be involved in, all of a sudden they put the right dollar figures in front of your face and it's like, okay, you can rationalize this. Right. That, right? That's what happens. Well, it's my only place to play golf. <laughs> you know, I want no. to play on the global stage and make a living. This is where I got to play. I might hate these guys, but, you know, this is where the money. Like, at what point does Rory rationalize doing this? Um, and, and, like, dude, this is 
it's more drama every single day with this. This is next. You know the PGA is competing with the NBA in drama. Uh, yes, you dude. Know. Oh. <laughs> hey, full, uh, catch full swing season two coming up on Netflix twenty twenty four. And you know they had the cameras rolling. Oh yeah, I already saw it on Twitter. They're like, oh, oh, we definitely had the cameras rolling <laughs> when this broke. We we are, we had the cameras rolling. Please tell me they had it in the meeting. With you know, Monaghan. you know they did. Oh, of course they did. Right. Oh. So I, I saw my boy uh, yesterday. I was flying to Tuscaloosa and I saw my boy Taylor Zarzar. Um, Taylor. Yeah. Shout out to Taylor Zarzar. We get a lot of shout outs today. Um, he was flying to Canada because he was going to go to the meeting. Right. He was headed up to the PGA when he said, "Dude, this has been the wildest 20, 30 hours of my life." He's he's like, the 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 emotions. People are pissed. Like. The, the the former pl- the players, like not knowing anything, to all of a sudden get hit with this information. He's like, dude, my phone's been ringing off the hook, and it's not going to stop. The only thing's going to stop when I get on this plane, then I'm going straight there, and I'll know more in the next 48 hours. Yeah. But right now, it's bananas. And I was just like, what are they going to do about the players that stayed? Like, that's my biggest concern because I feel terrible for those guys because not only did they miss out on the money – like, they could have just took the money. If you're saying all's going to be square in a year, I could just take a little heat for 10 months. Oh, yeah. That's like going to prison for, like, well, not even prison. It's like, dude, I'm on house arrest. For a year. For a year. For I like, hang out in the house for a year. Yeah, especially with $140 million <laughs> in my pocket. Of course I could. I could yeah, make everything sure. delivered. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tear my house down and build, like, three of them. It's crazy. Well, yeah, essentially they're going to be like, all right, Colin Morkawa, you didn't join us, but uh... – your big enough name. Come on down. Uh, John Rahm, you said you pledged your fealty to the PGA, but we know you're a big name. They're going to go all across the things. Like, you're good. Well, you know, you did this, but you're good. And then they're going to get all the way to Rory. And they're like, Rory, you're a big name, but you're a bitch. Fuck you. Yeah, and no. then get the fuck out of here is essentially what they'll say. But, Smoke, think about it, though. Rory was quoted just yesterday saying, I hate the live. Oh, yeah. I hate them. He said, I, least, I still hate them. He said, at least they'll go away. I still hate the live, <laughs> and they're not going away. And so I, I'm just – this is just the beginning of this story. This thing will continue to have legs by the time we hit episode 79 and 80. This is not going away No, it's not soon. going away. You know what, you know what uh, also might not go away? What's that? Zion Williamson drama. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Bro. That was – I mean – can we just talk about this? For yes, a I would love to talk about this because I lived in New Orleans and what is he that clearly man doing? he ain't got no good teammates. He ain't got nobody pulling him he to ain't the got side. With no good sense Dude. around him. Apparently, what the fuck, man? Bro, you I don't know. I mean, you're sitting there. I mean, you look happy in a picture with some with I guess your uh, the mother the the woman that's going to be having your child, uh, and then you got the side piece, or she thought she was a girlfriend, and was like, bro, you you weren't saying that when you were like spitting in my mouth or something the other day. Oh, my like, God, dude. It was like – That was one of about 50 tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> – Did you read them all? Deep. It was deep. No, I just got a – The second hand – I got the cr- cliff notes. Oh, the second hand cringe was unbelievable, It, it, it was – It was It was, unbelievable. It was pretty deep, dog. I mean, and if nobody's seen it, you should all go read it. It's juicy and it's excellent, actually, if you like drama like myself. Yeah, well, okay. I, everybody likes a little drama, at I least. do. I e- love Everybody it. likes a little drama. But the, I'm here for it. Do the things – and she she's what made the story yesterday because it's like, oh, hey, Zion Zion's been messing with not one but two porn stars, and he got one of them pregnant. Now, that's a big enough story. Are, are they really porn stars, though? I uh, thought one of them well, was I think one of them OnlyFans. The other one – the OnlyFans girl, Mariah Mills, I think is what she is. I think she referred to the other one as a low-rent porn star, so which was awfully specific. <laughs> which means she ain't getting paid that much. Right. But then did she, she saw the messages she revealed like from, from Zion, right? 
No, she, she revealed the, the private messages that she had with Zion Williamson. And Zion was like, oh, you look so good in them jeans. And he's like, how much I got to pay you for, per month to move out here? I'm like, what? What? The, like this, dude, but this is what happens. This is what, with young bucks, man. Th- they don't thank know what you. to do. This is what man. happens when you're 18, 19 years old. Well, he's 22. 22. Uh, yeah, still but, young when, but when he got his money, though. Well, he was still doing he, – he got caught doing something similar at Duke uh, the year he was at Duke. Yeah. So, like, he don't know no better. Nobody's put him on game, dog. Nobody has put this young man on game. Like, bro, you ain't got to do all this, and you need to keep your stuff quiet. And, like, you, you need to wrap it up, too. Like, well, you need to be smart you. about this because these girls – are about the dollar. At the yes. end of, a lot of these women are about the dollar that are in this category. Absolutely. All right? Not all, but Not in all, this but category. It's a distinct category. This of category, <laughs> this is what they are about. Especially and, once your rookie Supermax kicks in. Yes. And, like, you just got re-upped. You're not even playing that much. You need to focus on getting healthy. Continue to dunk the ball and be a special basketball player because right now the outside drama does not look good. And eventually you keep not playing games, you ain't going to be around forever, bro. You're not going to get another deal. And whoever this young lady is, she's going to get a lot of this paper. Oh, for sure. They're going to shut her up. Like if, they, if she'll take the money, they're going to shut her up. But like one of the tweets too, so his girlfriend, by the way, just for anybody listening, his girlfriend is Akima, I think. So they announced they're having a baby. It's due in November. And then she posts pictures of the gender reveal party. The baby's due in November. And so then this other woman, the OnlyFans, porn star, whatever the hell she is, Mariah Mills, um, starts firing off. I'm not kidding. Three dozen tweets on all this. There's like 30 tweets from yes. her about all this. And she, one of them was, you better pr- pray I'm not pregnant too because I'm definitely late. And then she <laughs> says, I was with you last week in New Orleans, and you couldn't tell me you had a random thought pregnant after all I've done for you. I let you fuck me so many times without a condom, and this is what you do to me, a hood rat that does CPN. I mean, this, and that was like just. Oh, that was the, that was the PG version. Yeah, there were dozens of them. <laughs> dozens of them. Like, she's talking about the sex positions that yeah. she's like, oh, my God. Yes, dude. where? And I'm like, Zion, somebody, anybody who would have had your back would have told you, pulled you away from the, no, 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 you don't mess with a woman like this. Like, th- these women, I, I love women. I love my wife. Like, the, the, you and I both. But, like, let's be real. Like, we can spot a crazy one. They're not that tough to spot. It's usually in the eyes. Look at her. Like, nobody told you no. Nobody, nobody grabbed you by the back of your collar and said, get away. There was nobody around you that was looking out for you enough to say, stay away from this woman. Look how crazy she is. Dude, I, I would love to talk to, um, what's the guard from Portland that got traded over to the Pelicans? C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum. Yeah. And he's one of the heads of the Players Union as well. Mm-hmm. Bro, how, were you not talking to your teammate here? What were you guys doing down there? Well, but hold on. But no, but at the same time, remember the thing where – J.J. Reddick said he don't listen. Said, well, J.J. said that Zion – remember they blasted Zion because when they traded for C.J. McCollum, he was like – it had been like 50 days, and Zion hadn't even so much as texted C.J. McCollum. Yeah. Like, didn't even welcome him to the team. Like, the, there's issues there, man. There's a lot of issues there. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I thought the Pelicans had a really great young nucleus. I'm a little nervous here. The, the boat is definitely shaky right now at best. This is where I remind you that the 2019 draft class featured Zion going one and John Morant going two. Well, you saw there's a 30 for 30 uh, mock-up already being put out there. Guns and buns, the story of John Morant and Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Since they're both, you know, from uh, – South Carolina. Yeah, yes. The Palmetto State not well represented in the 2019. So you got those two at the top. You got our very own P.J. Washington who got got by Brittany Renner. 
Um, what's well, the, well, Shaq's apparently now with Brittany Renner, too. Oh, he yeah. was just on out at a dinner with her, and Shaq's a single man. So, if he wants to get some cheeks, bro, there's nothing wrong there's with nothing that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong nothing with that. Wrong with that. And, I, and clearly, if you're going to get some cheeks, get some good ones. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not is, is mad that how we classify Miss Renner? There's no doubt. Okay, just throwing that no out there. Just, no question. I was just wondering about that. Clearly. Huh? Clearly she has good cheeks. I know. Clearly. Some, oh, yeah, well, clearly. clearly. She, she got a lot of fans. Clearly. This is, uh, you know, she's popular. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. I know I know, some, I know. one or two people who know Miss Renner. They speak highly of her in that way. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, I mean, dude, that is documented, <laughs> signed, stamped, sealed. The whole nine. We all got eyes. Never forget when Dion brought her to Jackson State. That was like bringing her into but the But Dion's smart. Dion is like, you know what? I'm not going to let you guys continue to go on with your guys' career and not put you on some game. Yeah. Okay? I'm putting you on some game right now, which is what somebody should have did with Zion. That's yeah. exactly what somebody needs to do. Somebody should have taught him. You got to put these young guys on game. They don't know. Remember when the, somebody reminded me the video got leaked of him talking to some girl at Duke uh, on video. No, it was a Carolina it was, girl. It was a Carolina girl. And yeah. it's just how awkward he was when he was talking to her. And, like, they were using it to make the point that he's got no game. Um, and that's that's how he likely ended up in this situation. Well, he's 18, 19 years old, man. Like, especially when all of a sudden now you got girls when you've only been talking to sixes, all right? Sevens. Eight max. And you, you have know? to put in no effort. And, because well, you're, you're Zion. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you got some tens throwing it at you. Like, it's, let me tell you something, Kyle. It's real easy to turn down women when you got to go get it. All right? It's easy when I'm like, you know what? I don't even feel like putting on my hunting shoes, <laughs> you know, putting some bullets in the gun. I ain't, I ain't, it's hard. It's easy. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to go hunting today. But when they coming at you, yeah, it's a little bit different to turn it down then. It's a little bit harder. And so Zion, everybody knows who he is, especially around New Orleans and around nationally. Zion, everybody knows who Zion Williamson is. And, and it's why and, I'm sympathetic. I, mean, I got some sympathy for him, right? I, I, I feel for him a little bit. Not that much. Like, you're a grown man at this point. But well, like, I didn't blame Zion at first. I said he should know better. But at the end of the day, like, I blame older guys around him. Like, nobody put him on game, dude. And, look, that's why I applaud Dion for bringing in Brittany Renner. Not saying, like, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to judge her or anything on her past. I don't care about that. But – it's more about just understanding the situation yeah. and what the, the, the social dilemma is and what the life we live as athletes or in people that's put on a pedestal at an early age to be aware of some of the pitfalls that are out there so you don't make the same mistakes that others have made. The same mistakes where, you know, guys have paid out millions and millions of dollars to, to people that really don't have their best interest at hand. And that they're really just out for themselves. And if I can get an 18-year paycheck while I'm doing it, I might as well get paid for it. If I'm doing it anyways, might as well make a little change at the time. It's, right? an, it's a niche industry, and it's been around for a long time. I mean, it, it truly is. Like These guys are they're soft targets. If, it's in, the, it's in the Bible, Kyle. It's been around since the beginning. It has been around since the beginning. Now, you know, turning it into a you know, full-time you know, job at a, for 18 years, maybe – that part's evolved a little bit, but no, you're, you're right about that, man. And it's it's a similar it's money, you know, but it, it's similar principle to to the wedding ring, right? Like I didn't used to believe certain women where they're like, no, you put that ring on, it makes you more of a target to certain women, right? Not all women, not the good women, but you put a wedding ring on for some women, that's a challenge, right? And so there are again, like you said earlier, a category of women, not all women. There are a lot of wonderful women in the world. There's a category of women that you got to watch out for because wedding rings, money, fame, influence, like they say, they're attracted to it like a moth to a flame and they see it as a challenge, man. Women like competition. 
more than they're willing to admit sometimes. That's for sure. I mean, I like competition, but. Well, right. But we're guys. Like, we're open about that. People expect us to like competition. No doubt. Women are kind of furtive about it. Like, they, they, they're kind of low-key about it. And it, they do it in a different way. I, I've, you know, we've both learned that over the years. Man, I'm just trying to stay clear, Kyle. It's, 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 it's crazy over here. You think you're writing all this down, Evan? Smoke? Yeah, uh, we're, can I have your wedding ring for about a week? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to affect me. Just go, so. buy, just go buy a cheap wedding ring and wear it around. It yeah, might, and, you know, watch <laughs> no, that's, not, that's not going to attract the type of women you want. I can promise you that. Not true, true. It's, I mean, maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. no, no. Short term, maybe. Short term. That, that's uh, that's uh, your little head thinking for your big head right there. Uh, you know, if you, and if you're smart about it, sometimes you can get away with that. Hey, look, man, I, I just know I've been going to my kids' swim meets over here, uh, and they're in the country club syndicate of swim meets around here. Oh, Charlotte. how's that going? I mean, dude, it's like three you feel or like four a fish hours. out of water? Oh, my. I, I do feel like a fish out of water. Um, my kids are enjoying it. But, Kyle, when I say it's like the women there, like they're all competing, and they don't even – I mean, I realize it, but – They'd never admit to it. My wife low-key has admitted it to me that, like, you know, the dress, the dress codes, the fashion statements that these women are trying to make, it's, like, crazy to me. It's crazy. And, and nobody will – I'm not going to say nobody, but 45% of these people out there aren't paying a dick attention to, to what the fuck's going on and who's in the pool. <laughs> nobody. They're all just drinking and just turning up. It's parents going wild out here. Not wild, but – I mean, parents are really having a good time. I hear Millennials have become parents, bro. That's what's happening. You know that, right? I guess so. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, I, I waited a little bit longer than some of my – like, I didn't have kids in my mid-30s, but, like, some of these millennials out here were having kids in their mid to late 20s, and that's who you're seeing out there right now. You know what, Kyle? That's a great point. I, I forget most of these people all around my age and, like, you know, because a lot of these people are older than me, but still, it's – I mean, the turn-up is real, Kyle. For sure. Well, hang on. There's also Gen Z people having kids right now, too, because I'm 25, so I'm, I'm right on the barrier. I already know a couple of friends that I went to school with that have had kids. Uh-oh. That are about in the you know, three to five age range. Uh-oh. So it's it's happening. But I'll, I'll put it to you like this. I was at the racetrack the last few weeks for North Wilkesboro and Charlotte. Sundress season for NASCAR is real, too. With some uh-huh. of those girlfriends. No, it's just undress season in general, man. But it's one of those are like, oh. That's I mean, why we thank women every year. Sundress I mean, season. I'm giving, let me give a clap to it's that. a reminder of how much we love women and how much we should appreciate women. Sundress season has arrived. Yeah, man. I hope somebody's in their car clapping it up with me on I do sundress too. season. Every, every, they all deserve that. What, what do you think, by the way, about this guy in Indianapolis, Isaiah Rogers, who's been gambling on his own games up there? They're under investigation for it. You've seen this, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. More and more people getting caught with this. Was he on the Wi-Fi? Was he on the Wi-Fi? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Was I don't know exactly how that goes. That, Kyle, that's all I care about at this point. If mother suckers keep getting caught on the Wi-Fi doing, like, gambling, I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? I mean, I, I shouldn't even say allegedly, by the way, because he has taken responsibility for his actions. But, like, how stupid do you have – they've laid the rules out for you. You can gamble on college football. You can gamble on baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, tiddlywinks, whatever the fuck else you want to gamble on. The only thing you can't do is do it at the facility, and you can't gamble on NFL games. That's it. You can gamble on literally everything else. So Isaiah, Isaiah Rogers is like, yeah, I messed up, everybody. No, I don't accept that. You didn't, just, you didn't mess up. These are the simplest rules in the world to follow. 
Like you're like, no, I'm going to defy these rules and I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to try to make some. Like, was he was this dude? Was he trying to shape points, throw games? Like, what's going? What on did there? he bet on? Uh, the specifics I don't think have been released yet. Rumors is he might have bet on the Colts, which honestly his suspension oh. should be reduced because he was dumb enough to bet on the Colts. Well, you know, I mean, it's kind so of- so is he getting what Calvin Ridley's getting? Uh, they haven't decided that yet. Because Ridley got hammered a whole year. Well, all of them have been a year. So, Miles Austin, the coach for the Jets, former Cowboys wide receiver, he's going to be out this year. I think Jamison Williams is the only one that's gotten only four, six, games. Or four to six games. I think that's a little different. I think he's already kind of served some of it. Yeah, I, and I think he was in the facility. I don't think he yeah. was get, betting on NFL. I think it was – Right. Yeah, he's betting on, like, yeah, NBA. Oh, he he was on the Wi-Fi. He was on the Wi-Fi. It's Kyle likes Just, I mean, these are the simplest fucking rules to follow, man. Like, you don't have to you, – you, you can – and the thing about it is, too, if you really feel the need to do this, have somebody else place the bet for you. That's, that's all what, you have to do, man. That's what everybody told Calvin Ridley. The like, dude, why don't you just get somebody else to do it? It's like twelve hundred dollars. Like, give him like a five percent cut. <laughs> just if you go want across to. the street. It's, it literally anything. Go to the McDonald's Wi-Fi and do it across the street. Almighty. This is the craziest. But like, dude, it, use your own cellular fucking data. All right, you don't need the Wi-Fi. Did you did you see this coming as a like a former player? Did you think this stuff was going to happen? Uh, I mean, I gambled on college all the time with my teammates and stuff. So like that wasn't like a right. I mean, Right. I mean, I'm saying, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was a, I didn't think it was an issue, but now it's so much more accessible and it's so much easier to do. Well, um, that's true. Like he just and, passed and, here in North Carolina yeah, yesterday. And you you got to like, you got to educate people. And, I, and I'm not going to say that they're not educated or that they didn't know any better, but they got to know better at this point. Cause I mean, Roger Goodell is going to continue to hammer down on this because the NFL, we all know that one of the best things that the NFL has is, it's competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an advantage that it has, is the competitive advantage that every team, every year has a chance. At least the, the mindset that they have a chance to do something great because we've seen teams go from last to first. Every year we see it. Yep. We've seen it here. Yeah, from, from a new head coach, or you go from last to first, first to last. We've seen that here too. So it, it's easy to do in the NFL as far as, like, the scheduling, the way they do the schedules – the way they do the draft process, everything allows for competitiveness. And so you start to lose that or it's a chink in the armor when people think they got something else going on and that the competitiveness may start to change. Because the players, you don't tell by what goes on on the field. The game always looks competitive. But when you got outside factors getting into that, they know the product can be shaken. Because the product on the field is going to be great. We know that. The NFL, the product is always going to be high level. But – you got other things affecting it, maybe getting a chink in the armor. Roger Goodell will not allow that to happen. No, you, you can't allow that. Uh, this league's got a lot of issues. They, they tend to figure out a way around them, even the big ones, but that's one you can't mess with. Yeah. If people lose faith in the integrity of your sport, which they kind of already have with the officiating, um, but it's not, the, it's not the same thing. You cannot allow that to happen, too. So you got to come down with a big hammer every single time this stuff happens. Yeah, every I, single time. I, I'm looking forward to it, Kyle. And, uh, you know, also the NBA Finals are going on right now. Uh, Denver just went up 2-1. I was really happy that Miami won a game in Denver. Um, it, man, Miami's got an up ba- uh, uphill battle. Though. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, I think they might love it. I want Denver to win the series. I did pick Miami, though. Like, I'm rooting for Denver, but I, I just couldn't shake the thing, the idea that my – but, I mean, if you, if you watch game one, you probably thought, oh, Denver's going to smoke them. Denver's going to – like, a lot of people saying Denver was going to sweep them. Um, and that was I, really a, like, I really like Miami. I just – they're tough. They're, they're well-coached. They're tough-minded. They're, 
I'm not saying they're definitely going to win the series, but that loss last night didn't move me one way or the other. I still think this series ends up going six or seven games. Nice. So I just Miami's not going to go away. They're tough. Spolstra's good for at least a win on his own because he's such a good coach. Dude, that game two performance that Spolstra did was phenomenal. Like literally playing man, then all of a sudden we're going to go zone. And we're going to stay in zone until right under two minutes, and then we're going to break. Then we're going to just drain the clock, do what we need to do, and get up out of here with a win. It was awesome to see. Uh, Miami made some big shots. Denver was off. And look, man, this guy, uh, Nikolai Jokic, is a freaking problem. Like, I don't think he put me on game. Like, I didn't know how great he was until I've seen him in this playoff run. All right, Lisa Salters. I was just going to say, is this an ESPN problem? How have you not seen the two-time MVP play much? Dude, I I would say ESPN problem. They don't put him on TV. That part's fair. Mm, I I would say they don't put him on TV enough. I, I mean, that's not my fault. I mean, but. To see the shots, the shot-making ability that he has, the, the, the court vision. I mean, and the way that Denver uses him. He's a center that plays point guard. He's a, like, the way they use him at times, he's their point guard. He's on top of the key, oh, yeah. making passes, which nobody has ri- – he plays center like nobody's ever – I have not seen anybody else do before. So, and his ability to be able to hit shots, uh, whether it's fadeaways, last seconds – uh, three-pointers if you leave him open because he doesn't take bad shots either. And even when you think like, oh, man, that's great defense, he still finds a way to make it all the time. Quick quick subject change because we're, we're almost out of time here, but uh, I need something I can use for the show today. J.C. Horn is going to miss the rest of OTAs and minicamp with a sprained ankle. He's in a walking boot. He's done for the rest of the offseason. I love J.C. He's a great player. Um, and this may be nothing when it's all said and done, but like – He's, he's missed some games at this point in his career. And they're all lower body injuries, all Kyle. Like, is this cause for concern? It's, it, it, it's, I'm already concerned before you even told me that. Okay. All I've right. been concerned because, right. look, and you and, you, and we all are um, – you can't help this, but you're always and will always be compared to the people you're drafted with yep. or before or wherever you're at, right? Mm-hmm. And so he will be forever linked with Pat Sertan the second. All right, Pat Sertan, balling. Ball. Hasn't had any injuries, has got the ball a lot, been to like two Pro Bowls in two years. And so and that's no knock on J.C., but it is like, well, J.C.'s not available. We don't, we're not knocking his game. No, he's great, he's when, he's great when he's there. But, man, two out of three years, he's missed significant times of the season. And so has he play, even played a whole season yet? Uh, no, he played three games his rookie year, uh, tore, his, uh, tore his ACL backpedaling, and then he got hurt in the Christmas Eve game against the Lions by uh, just making a tackle. But also, I will give defend him on the bank, uh, the injury last year. People were heavily critical of the field conditions for that game, saying it was hard as ice. Where a Bank of America on Christmas Eve yeah, against the Lions. Oh yeah, they, like need the, they don't have any. They don't have any. They don't have any heat underneath the, the, the coils. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to tell David Tepper how to run his business, but, like, go back to natural surface. It was that's, the best one, but, you know, he wants to put concerts. So Yeah, no, I got it. I mean, no, and the soccer, too. <laughs> so, and it, the soccer, it's, too. It's, it's what it is. But at the end of the day, like, J.C. has to stay healthy or he'll never be able to achieve and reach what we all think he is, which is his greatness. Like, that's why he was drafted the first defensive player in that draft class. And his intensity and all the things that he does so great – We'll never see it if he's not on, available. Number, that's the first rule of football in the NFL is availability. 
Availability. He has to be available. And I am concerned, Kyle, number one, because of the availability. But number two, and most importantly, they're all lower body injuries. Yep. Every single one of them. And, yeah, it's a broken bone here. Yeah, it's unfortunate here. But, dude, it's still happening. And it's still happening to the same one. And so how many more times is he going to be able to just reboot, especially as he starts to get into his later 20s? Is it going to be the same type of player? I, I just don't know. I'm highly, highly concerned about this. And uh, that my emotions will not change until he can put together a couple full seasons. We had the same issue with Christian McCaffrey getting ran into the ground. Oh, sure. And sure. all of a sudden, like, dude, is he going to last? Well, now he's in a place where there's four other playmakers mm-hmm. around him, so they don't have to overuse him all the damn time. It helps. Right, it does. And, and look, JC's in a different position, and he may, he may not miss a game this year. I, I hope he doesn't, but he's hurt again. Would he's, you put money on it? No, I wouldn't. No, I, I in fact, I'd put money on the opposite. It's yeah, I was like, dude, I, if you would, I was like, I'll take this bet right now. Yeah, no, and if, if there was such a bet was available, I'd, I'd probably put the opposite money down. Um, and I hate to say that, but I, I just don't want that to be the case. Did you also, by the way, see what Tommy Tremble said? We had so much fun with this on the show yesterday. Yeah, and he ain't wrong. I We've mean, been did, saying it. Well, like, it's one thing. Teddy to Bridgewater that, told y'all earlier, it's a couple one, years ago, yes. when everybody blamed him on the way out. It was so, but here's the thing it was so far fetched that an NFL coach <laughs> wouldn't practice goal line and red zone. Like, oh, he must mean they just didn't do it enough. No, he literally meant they didn't do it at all, is what nah. he was trying to say. Like, dude, I was getting looks I ain't even seen before. Right. And, and in so the game. Like, Tommy Trimble's like, yeah, this is the first time we've been coached up. We just pretty much left up to our own devices to figure this out last year. I mean, a lot of people thought Matt Rule sucked as a coach. But what the fuck did he do? Like, what did the guy do here? Because he's got multiple former players calling him out, essentially saying, like you just said, they just didn't do stuff. He came all in. Culture you want me to tell you what he did, Kyle? Slogans. He came in. With, yeah, some good marketing and, you know, some wins in college. And he put the fucking ski mask on and told everybody at B of A, put your hands up. I'm taking all the money. This is a heist. This is a heist. And he stole. And he got away with it. And he will continue to until he's going to go back to college, make a whole bunch of more money in Nebraska. I don't know how many games they're going to win, nor do I care. But at the end of the day, when it comes to NFL, he stole the money and he put all the money in the bag and he got away with it. And none of these players got better while he was here. Not only that, but he set them back. He set them all back in their careers. He owes all of them some money because they all lost one or two years of their career. And everybody on the outside looked at it like, dude, they suck. Man, they're not good players. And a lot of these guys are actually probably good players that probably need just a little bit more coaching and a little bit more growth and a, and a good, solid foundation around them to allow them to grow and be better players. Same as myself. Well, you had older guys pouring into me, but Matt Rule didn't like older players because they, they bucked against whatever he was saying. He's trying to build his culture. Right. And so, and everybody drank the Kool-Aid. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. We need his culture, right? And actually, He's a no. builder. Yeah, actually, no, you didn't. You needed the veterans. You needed some other leadership, some guys that have been around the league that have seen other things and know what it takes to win on Sundays. And that this little talk where you deal with 20-year-olds and you get to tell them whatever you want and they have no other choice and they have no other opinion, that don't work. And so to now see it come full circle and now having a young guy like Tommy Trimble who didn't know much, much who was just, you know, an average, you know, was a decent tight end at Notre Dame, a good program, come to the league and really have his growth stunted because he didn't have anybody coaching him up. Right, right. They, he, and now he's noticing it in year four. He's like, dude, I would have probably been way better if I was actually like in a real system getting real coached. Like, that could have been so much better by now. So much better by now. And now I'm about to be on a contract year, 
and I'm like three years behind the eight ball. And so why are they going to pay me a, a big-time deal when I can just bring in somebody that's drafted higher, going to get paid less, and has a better body type and, and better college action? Like, they're going to go with the young guy. That's, that's what the NFL is. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, all right, that'll do it for us. Episode 78 in the books. Oh, can we, uh, can we give out a shout-out? It's to, your podcast. I mean, to uh, one more shout-out to uh, Cole Beck, Virginia Tech. You Fat. texted me last night. Dude, he can fly. Dude, 100-meter heat one in the men's uh, national national finals going on yesterday. Yeah. Dude was freaking rolling from Virginia Tech. Kyle didn't. Kyle knew who he was. I guess Kyle called a couple of his games in high school. And then Kyle had the audacity <laughs> this morning. The audacity <laughs> to call him quick. No, no, no. You sure you're not getting it right again? I called the Georgia kid quick. Remember? Oh, my God. What I said was I hadn't seen a white boy move like that in a long time. He's the fastest white boy on the planet. And you were like, I don't know about this guy from Georgia. I was like, yeah, he's pretty quick. You're like, stop calling him quick. I hate that. And so then you leap in to reverse racism against the white guy, which is very, yeah. no, very noble of you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, because I'm, 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 look, I'm, a, I'm against it all, all right? It's As the you same. put it, you're one of the good ones. Yeah, right? and I'm, I, what the fuck does that mean? One of the good ones. What do you mean? <laughs> you said it earlier. You Kyle, said, you're walking yourself down a bad alley I am right abso- now. I'm all I'm doing is saying what you said earlier in the show. <laughs> That's what they all if say. If I had just said that that's to what you, they yes, all that'd said. be a horrible thing to say so, to somebody. So, all I'm saying is, it is okay to say the white guy is fast as shit, which he is. The dude was fucking rolling, all right? <laughs> and Matthew Bowling is who the other guy we're talking about who's fucking rolling. Yeah. All right? These guys are fast. It's the same way my boy Rob Ninkovich would always get mad about all the white defensive ends in the NFL getting classified as high motor guys. All high right? motor. High motor. We can't say they're great athletes. No, no, no. Oh. Couldn't say that. Can't say it. Can't say it. Can't give us white guys any credit. Can't do it. High motor. Great effort. Going to learn the playbook. Get out of here with that crap. We're getting away from that. those titles and just things that get placed upon us naturally. So He called out Tyreek Hill after the race, right? Cole did Beck he? Did. Oh, Cole, yeah, Cole Beck did. Like, he, he tweeted a picture of Tyreek Hill, and he's like, let's do this. Like, he wants to race the cheetah. Let's go. That's what I'm Let's do this. Let's go. Let's do that. Dude got out to an amazing start, too. I was, My money's I, on Cole Beck if they race, by the way. Look, um, me too. I'm going with Cole Beck. So I just want to shout out Cole Beck, Virginia Tech's finest. Thanks, ain't bro. putting out a lot of athletes right now. But Cole Beck, you are one, and you are in my books forever. Just know that. Yeah, he texted me about you, Cole. If you ever hear this, I doubt you will. But if you do, um, I, I love how I said thanks a minute ago, like taking credit for Cole Beck's athleticism. That's <laughs> what, what I just did. So. <laughs> it's okay, Kyle. All right, we're back next time, episode 79, whenever we can all get together again. For Roman Harper, Smith, I'm KB. Work hard, be nice to each other.